Great. Are you in the Kodak block or? Um, no, the cinematography block. I Great. Guess. Cool. Okay. Great. Awesome. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode, a special bonus episode of the Cinematography Practors podcast. We are live from the VIP lounge and our final afternoon for this edition of the Holly Shorts Film Festival as the official podcast partners, which is a lot of fun. I am one of your hosts, Indiana Underhill, co-founder of CFA and a cinematographer. And we have Haley, an actor and one of the other co-founders of CFA, sitting with me today. Really Hi. excited. We have Howell with the great poster. Uh, that is not the film title, though. Just Howell. Um, and Bernadette <laughs> Bridges, writer and director. And Julian Bridges, producer, editor and composer. Very cool that your producer, editor, composer, we haven't had that yet because that means you're like pre-production and post. Like you're just like throughout all of it. And I absolutely love that. I adore that you guys work together. Welcome. <laughs> Thank <Thanks>. you. <laughs> now, before we get into the nitty gritty of the technical, um, talk about what Howl is about, the log line even. Yeah. So Howl is about the day in the life of this older woman named Brenda um, who kind of feels alone and then over the course of a day after she has all these positive interactions with strangers she realizes that she's not as alone as she thinks she is okay fun awesome and have you guys worked together before i know you're related right last name here um but (laughs) how have you have you worked together in the past or how did this kind of come about did you always want to work in film together I mean, I'll take a little and then I'll hand it over. But (laughs) yeah, I guess we just work together on a lot of stuff, anything creative. We both dabble in a lot of different creative fields. Um, So I think we just have naturally collaborated on most of the things we do because we have very similar visions and um, taste. But I came to filmmaking later than Julian did. So I um, moved to L.A. about three years ago mm-hmm. after he had basically just finished his time at film school okay. at USC. Um, and I was always interested in filmmaking, kind of studied film in a more theoretical sense, but like in college and mm-hmm. stuff. But I've always written. So I was cool. studying writing and directing theater um, and wrote this script for a short and showed it to Julian and he kind of encouraged me and helped kickstart the whole process including the Kickstarter (laughs) so yeah but you know if you have any other thoughts yeah I mean that's that's I think a lot of it you know um in case y'all can't tell like we're siblings yes yeah yeah yeah, we uh we got really close when we were living in New York Mm -hmm. um which was just before I came to LA for film school so I think th- through that process of we had all we had always been four years apart. We still are four years apart, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that distance I think as kids was enough to where we were t- close and tight. But when we actually lived in the same city at the same time as adults, that's when we got really really close. And since then, pretty much everything that we do creatively, uh, we're the other one is involved in. So um, we the first thing we did was we wrote a feature script together. Um, like as um, Bernadette was leaving New York and coming to LA, cool. and, then, and during pandemic, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of then course. The, the first days of the pandemic when there was nothing to do, mm-hmm. we uh, we wrote this feature, and that was our first time doing something together, um, truly. And then this film was like the first big production that we yeah. took on together. Now, for the writing of the script, um, obviously, so producer, editor, and composer Julian. For um, Bernie, writing the script, what was that like giving it over to your brother 
were were the messaging was there any messaging around it of like we're not going to sacrifice these things because with like filmmaking you're always like okay budget limitations restraints around time and locations and casting what were the things that you said to your brother we have to keep this in or for Julian what were some of the things that you were like this has to stay in totally um well one thing I really wrote this thinking I was making like a tiny budget Mm -hmm. like like we make it with a DSLR type vibe right um not realizing how expensive locations are Mm -hmm. so I definitely think that was a funny thing to look back on now is like I just you know new scene new location <laughs> like swimming pool yeah random yeah. location throw them in there and now i'm like wow i definitely wouldn't have done it the same or you know I, i'm glad i did it that way it definitely yeah. adds this um diversity not only of like you know character but also location that really gives you a sense of day-to-day life yes but um i think like the dream sequence um at the end was one that i really that was the thing that started the whole idea basically um it actually originally was supposed to be the main character was going to be a dog and it was this dog that was having all these moments of feeling um appreciation towards humans uh and then julian was like okay can't do it with a dog that's (laughs) too expensive (laughs) and then i rethought it and thought about how so much of the things i write i want to be giving a, a space for like a character that isn't usually um, given space in um, narrative. And so older women aren't usually given a chance to develop and like have a change in their life. You know, I think as a young woman, it's hard to see so much media about young women undergoing change and uh, feel like, okay, so I guess my whole life has to happen right now. Yeah. But that's so casting was a priority. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Needed wow. the protagonist to be an older woman. Cool. Julian, how about for you? What were some of the priorities or, or like the things you didn't want to sacrifice? Uh, well, one of the very first things was um, we both uh, do like a little bit just as a hobby of like photography. Yeah. And we both shoot just 35 like analog film just because there's like some kind of connection that we both individually, separately, I think, found with that. So um, Bernie said she, from the get-go that she wanted to shoot it, or pretty early on that she wanted to shoot it on 16. Yeah. And we knew that that was going to be um, a challenge for a lot of reasons, you know, budgetarily, but then also in order to say, like, um, we have to really limit the way that we cover these scenes. Of course, yeah. Uh, but I think that what was really cool was that a big part of her vision for this was uh, to make it feel sort of like a storybook and mm-hmm. to make every scene feel like it's playing out in these sort of locked off shots that linger and that feel like you're watching the pace of someone's real life. Yeah. And so I think that that sort of bled into the way we shot it with 16 in saying, okay, so let's let's use that to our advantage. Let's l- use that to limit the coverage that we get and then um, bring on our our friend Theo, who is the cinematographer, who's got um, a real specialty in 16. Um, That was something that I think early on helped the vision come together, and we love Theo. What are some of the limitations when you decide to shoot on 16? Because I know you said you thought you were making a a very inexpensive movie, but that I think shooting on film is going to make it a lot more expensive. So what did you have to deal with there? I think, like... Honestly, it ended up being, it kind of went hand in hand with the vision because mm-hmm. I really wanted it to feel like, um, you know, looking at a photo or 
you know, a children's book. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just having something that kind of feels stylized in a more graceful way rather than a super high energy stylization. Um, And I think 16 millimeter just immediately creates almost a painting yeah so then basically every scene was two setups maybe three um just intentional setups for that visual language did you have to have a a conversation with your talent to be like there's no you can't mess around here these this isn't digital was there any anything like that to be like this is film when we work we gotta work yeah, totally. I think the biggest was the uh, there's like a walk and talk on a steady cam, um, and that I had to rehearse with the actors mm-hmm. ab- ahead of time. Um, but honestly, just Annie, our main actor, she's such a natural and really um, just did a lot of thought beforehand. And we met with her a lot of times, Julian and I, from the very beginning to talk about things. Um, yeah, I think the o- the only thing that I'll jump in to add is like. Uh, the fact that we shot on 16, I think it costs money to shoot on 16, right. a significant amount, but we were able to save money, I think, in some of the production design and some yeah. of the locations because the just the fact that it's shot on 16 gives it sort of a boost in that It's the side give and of the, take of, like, we have this number. If we want to prioritize shooting on 16, let's figure out where we can cut it from other places, right? Yeah, yeah and, and having the stylized look yeah. of the film itself I think sort of gives you a little more room to play in terms yeah. of not needing as much lighting gear, not needing as much production yeah. design. What so. stock was it? Do you know? Yeah. It was uh, it was Kodak. Uh, we all shot, shot all Kodak, and we shot, I think, five rolls of 50D and okay. I think two rolls of 250T. Okay, cool. And um, what, same, like, normal processing or... Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Great. I always just like, I'm like you a big are, fan uh, of nerds out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of like the, is it 7217, uh, the 200T stock for um, 16 mil. And so whenever I hear anything like that, I'm just like, I know, right? Like, yeah. I just want to be like, let's connect over that. Oh, yeah. um, but it's like, I'm so happy you guys had made that visual choice and you put it into the coverage and setups that were intentional for the story because at the end of the day it's how do we tell the best story thank you so much for joining us um this has been an interview with bernadette bridges writer and director of howell and julian bridges the producer editor and composer of howell thank you so much it's screened on august 12th but you can still catch it on bitpixtv.com this has been another episode of cinematography fractors thanks guys thanks you too bye everyone bye later This has been another episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. Follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast to keep up to date on new episode releases. We will be live through August 20th here at Holly Shorts Film Fest. If you're here, drop in and say a little hello at the VIP lounge. We also want to thank our sponsors, Apogee, Film Tools, Roscoe, Lightstone Rentals, Canon, and First Mile Tech. As a special gift to you listeners, we partnered with We Make Movies to get you a discount on comprehensive production insurance packages. Use code CFA23 on your intake form for 10% off your quote by visiting wemakemovies.org insurance. If you missed any of our live streams, you can watch all of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Cinematography for Actors. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Cinematography for Actors. You can also catch us in a more formal setting on Monday, August 14th at Japan House for a panel discussion on the importance of bridging the gap between talent and crew. You can get 20% off of your ticket purchase by using the code HSFF2023CFA at checkout. Thanks!